Good afternoon. We are here for our second episode of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse. We are, our theme today is where to start your planning journey and why. And I'm here with... Steve Morton. And my name is Karina Tovmasian. I'm glad she says Let's that. Let's get things rolling. I'm glad she says What's that because I would seems- never be able to pronounce your surname. It's so simple. It's not complicated at all. Karina Tovmasian. It's like Kardashian, but not. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, I know Steve had been doing some research this week as to different planning methods of, to, of the where to start your planning journey. And interestingly enough, we didn't share with each other how we were going to come to this theme this week. So I have the why, and that sort of works out. And I think that's why our podcast works out is because we independently geek out on this stuff and we somehow tend to complement each other with the content we come up with. I've been doing my homework, you mean, madam. Yes, yes, that's good. I've got it here to hand in. Is that okay? (laughs) Yeah, please go ahead. That's fine. No worries. (laughs) So... After Corinne gave me the um, the title of our epic thing to do, I sort of started looking around to try and think. So, where would you start if you were starting from from nothing? You know, where would be the best place to start? Now, going back in time, uh, back into the dreaded 1980s, I remember from then that if you bought a file of facts then. They effectively came empty. You didn't actually have any contents in them. You had to buy the contents in addition to the expensive um, leather binder or whatever. And I have fond memories of going through the catalogue and trying to work out what all these different inserts were. Because there were hundreds of them um, that you could choose. And, of course, they only had the, the title of the insert and a brief outline of them as to what was in them. And I came across in, I think it's the 1989 catalogue, what they say is a suggested basic system. And it it sort of highlights a few things. And we'll put some links to um, this particular thing in the thing. But also I came across a thing from, again, from, um, well, a bit more recent. Uh, David Allen of GTD fame, back in about... Oh, when, when was it? Looking on here. 2008, it says on here. I'm not, I think, pretty, think this is, there might have been an earlier version. He did a, like a free download of GTD and paper planners and organisers. Well, that the original one of this was about six pages. But I looked on there this morning. That one's no longer available. Um, what he's replaced it with is a pay-for download which is ten dollars, ten US dollars that is. So it's not hugely expensive, about six pounds at present exchange rates, and that is a twenty-eight page document which I've printed out this morning, and I had a quick look through it um, before we came on air, as it were, and that sort of really goes into the nitty gritty of. Um, so say you were starting and you wanted to do the GTD thing, not everyone does, I suppose. Um, it breaks it down into what sections you would have and how you would use each section and what have you. So it, it's pretty good and quite comprehensive in that thing. And I, I'm, do, do you get your ten dollars? I'm worth pretty sure you do actually. Page? Yeah, because he gives. Okay, give, so it's worth it, the content. It gives you so some sort of workable um, examples 
of how you do things as well. And it's quite a an easy read for this. Um, and he also does similar ones for using um, electronic planning things as well. They're, they're also a, a $10 download each time. So pick out ones you want sort of thing. And again, I'll put some links to those later on. Um, but that sort of gives you sort of examples of how you would break... You know, he gives the overall titles, obviously. And if you're new to this sort of stuff... Um, they might not mean something, but with workable examples, of course, um, you are going to be able to um, make some, in, you know, be able to apply it to how you, you work yourself sort of thing. Oh, I mean, it's interesting to, to include David Allen. There's been so many third-party applications and products that have come after he developed his initial book uh, that really one doesn't know where to start. And I think that's one of the issues I've had with clients telling me is I, I don't know where to start or I'm trying to restart. I've had a complete massive planner fail and I don't know where to go. And I, I think the easiest thing to do is, first of all, identify that when you're writing things down in an analog planner, you, you end up leaving a legacy mm. for other people. So it's an actual physical document you can hand to a family member and say, here's what I've done for the last four years, or here's my house planner that has, it incorporates everything that there is to know about my house. And you end up, or at least I know I've ended up, stopping the autopilot living and turning on the, the designing a life switch where I end up becoming a connoisseur of life. And when I say connoisseur of life, I'm, I'm not trying to be fancy schmancy about it. I really mean that once I've started living my life actively with a mindfulness, and I think that's what planning initially does for me, is allowed me to bring some luxury into my life. And I use luxury in, in the fullest term here. That means that luxury equals time and silence. And so if I've done my planning correctly, I can have the time and the silence to spend with whomever I want, whenever I want. And that is the ultimate goal for me as far as planning. Why planning? Now, I know Franklin Covey initially, I think they still do, they allow you to buy the binder without having to get the inserts so that you can buy the mm. inserts separately and you can modularize as you go through your process. I think Filofax also does that, but they do come now with inserts. Whether you like it or not, you're going yeah, to get nearly all the same format as well. Um, there's no real That's sort right. of choice. And on which it's always a sort of a, a week on two pages, as far as I'm aware. Yet they do a lot and of others, and you do wonder if they if they did sell them empty, they might sell some more of some of the other inserts that don't sell so well now, sort of thing. Um, yeah, they've, and they've gone to blue ink now, yeah. and, but not consistently, and so some of them are in yeah. black. And, oh, yeah, that's a big mess. But ultimately, as to the why of planning is. I find that you end up having a more fulfilled life because you can identify the portions of your life into easy categories and arrange them so that you can quickly see what's working in your life and what's not working. And it's easy to, it's easy to track the things that are working because they're already mm -hmm. working. You haven't had to put much effort into it. It's the bits of life that aren't working that you can then parallel onto the portions that are working and see where you can make the changes, the small and permanent habit changes that we talk about in our group in the Streamline Life on Facebook. Um, so, so I can appreciate the fact that David Allen uh, wants to help us get our systems down, but there is a big difference between 
setting up a GTD system and goal setting. Mm. And I think you and I were talking offline about this, about getting the blank sheet of paper and being able to create a master task list off of which you can have a brain dump. And I do this ritualistically at the end of every month. I have a massive brain dump for that particular month where I put down every single loose end that I have. Doesn't matter if it's related, unrelated, and there's no time limit. Do you then try and slot those things into specific um, areas of the following month, maybe a particular week, if it's going to be um, time sort of restrained in some way? or Yes. And, and so what I'll do is I'll actually have a brain dump or a master task list set up for the new year, which is a special occasion on December 31st. I sit down <laughs> before the new year, chimes in. I know, I know it's crazy, but I enjoy doing this. And I set up everything that I'd like to accomplish or that I hasn't been accomplished in the previous year. Mm -hmm. And what I do is exactly what you said. I plug in the months where I think I'm going to be able to accomplish those. So it's a breakdown of an entire mm -hmm. year's worth of tasks that are then broken down into a monthly, weekly, and daily insert that I have in my Gilio, yeah. which has 35 millimeter rings and is a <laughs> massive <needs> whopper. <laughs> But needs it. Yes, exactly. Because I like to see where I'm sp sp splitting this up. And so on any given day of my planner, whatever day I turn to, I can see the tasks that I'm working towards. So that means that I'm making progress towards the goal. It doesn't matter if I complete them all, because I know at the end of a particular month, I will have completed them. The longest and, um, I tend <clears throat> to plan towards would be maybe sort of sort of a month or two months ahead of me um, as far as the year goes we obviously need to plan out um, various travel arrangements uh, beyond sort of two or three months and those are sort of tend to be done on like a year planner in my organizer uh, so I know where I'm going to be where Alison's going to be uh, where Philip's going to be although he doesn't live here we obviously like to know roughly where he is at any one time um so we can sort of anticipate when he might descend on us for a holiday sort of thing does does he tweet at you does he say dad i'm coming in and not quite no 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 <laughs> <laughs> he knows better than that <laughs> uh, um, so long term wise it's a little bit sketchy uh, long term wise it's just literally a set of dates and a line on a year planner and a rough brief description of what it is um, it gets a bit more sort of detailed the closer we are to sort of, um, to, sort of real time today sort of thing um, but it, and what I do enjoy doing what at least on a Sunday maybe a Monday morning um, mostly sort of Sunday afternoon Monday morning is sitting down away from the screen and just literally do the brain dump thing of putting down all of the things I want to try and get done or need to get done this coming week and possibly into the next week. But it's very rare I go much further than that. Do um, You tend to be realistic about those goals. I though. try to be. Um, it doesn't always work, though. I, sometimes if I'm here on my own... I end up setting myself far too many things to do and, and as well as run the house, which is quite a task in itself sometimes. Um, but what I've found uh, recently um, is that I'm getting a bit more realistic with what I can achieve 
um, in a thing, and I sort of, you know, quite religiously jot the tasks down, and I hate it when I do something that needed doing, but I hadn't written it down, so I end up writing it down quickly and then ticking the box. <laughs> I, I do the same thing. I go back and I fill in my day so that it looks filled um, because I, I just initially had forgotten to write down the task, but then I liked the idea of being able to tick, tick off a box. I completed. Yeah. Yeah. And I sort of then look back and think, oh, well, that was quite a busy week in all seriousness and, you know, we achieved a lot of things and what have you. But there are sort of um, weeks when I think, what was, what did I spend all my time doing? <laughs> there we go. On, on a slightly different um, tact, I do keep a separate um, monthly insert purely for blogging purposes and I use a sort of a month per page so I've got a complete grid of a month when of course when you've got the two pages running side by side you can see this month and next month and that works really well for me because I can sort of visualize things better on a, a monthly basis like that in isolation naturally if there are sort of blog posts that need to be written or I've thought of a blog post to write the title, just the title will go on to the monthly, but the actual detail of what I need to actually do for that particular blog post, be it take photographs, do, um, you know, sort of the write-up or finish it off or do whatever with it, that goes into what I'm doing um, in the, my normal sort of week view. Um, oh, I think I think that's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, you have to have, and that's all contained in the same planner. Yeah, is it? all in the same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's it's lovely because if if we believe that, for example, the basic concept of a business's strength is determined by the ability of an owner to walk away from mm. it and have the business keep mm. going, the same thing can be applied to our lives, mm. and that the ability of our lives to move in automated form mm. is only as strong as the automated systems that we have set up for it. And so I'm constantly seeking out the refinement of this process, and I've given this a name. It's called the automation nirvana, <laughs> the ability to have everything so automated that you reach the state of nirvana where you just sort of show up and everything gets done magically. Um, but it, that's just the way that I like to function. I, I know that there's nothing more gratifying for me than knowing at a moment's notice how many T-shirts I own, how many books are in my library, if I need to identify a particular one, where it might be in relation to the science fiction books I've already got, and, and being able to systemize my life such that I can set up a home planner with various processes that are outlined, hand it over to the house sitter, grab my keys, grab my passport and handbag, and head to the airport because everything in my mm. life is in order. And there's just such a sense of calm that I, I don't, as David Allen said in his famous quote, right, your brain is for having ideas, not keeping yeah. them. I don't, I don't want to keep those ideas in my head because they weigh me down. I'd rather have my planner have those ideas, keep them for me, so that I can continue to have other creative ideas. And that's probably why I sleep with my planner, because I'd like to have my ideas close to me. And perhaps by osmosis, they'll, they'll seep back this, into my brain. Does this fit into the category of too much information? <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. We haven't reached that point yet. Although gutter, we're, we're very close to the gutter here, Steve. So, so tread lightly. <laughs> I have I have an admission to to, um, to share. You won't tell anybody, will you? Um, no, I've, no, just I've not, not actually read Mr. Allen's book yet. I have the book. I haven't read. <laughs> I haven't got round to reading it yet. <laughs> I actually have the printed copy, which my son gave me 
I don't know how many years ago, too many years ago. I actually have it here. I've got the original book. And I've actually got the, the more edition. recent edition on Kindle. And I still haven't read that one either. So one day. <laughs> yeah, and they are they are available on audiobook. Yeah. And I remember trying to listen to David Allen's uh, Getting Things Done, an audio version. And I fell asleep within the first uh, two pages. <laughs> so it's great if you're ever suffering from insomnia. I highly recommend Good. You put that book. He's got great content down, but boy, it's not riveting at all. Good for long haul flight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. The exactly. red eye flight. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, I mean, it's it's wonderful to have a paper planner. There's always the argument as to why which digital one should you have or a paper planner, and that's I think a theme mm. for another day as to why. Mm. I think right now we're just saying how should you start and why should you start your planner journey? Why it's important to get going and get started and don't delay because everybody who's waiting for the perfect moment when their handwriting's perfect and their paper aligns Mm. and the moons and the stars align and in this planner verse, it doesn't happen that way. You just sort of get cracked. For for me, I have to just dive in. And one of the things I learned from um, doing reviews and blog posts about various planners and planner layouts particularly the layouts is no one really can appreciate a particular layout until they see some content on that page there's no point in showing anybody a blank insert because it means nothing to them they can better relate to it and i certainly relate to it better if i actually see one that's been used now uh, another little admission is if I'm sharing online a planner layout that I have devised or whatever, the actual content may not be real. It will be made up content, <laughs> but yes. just purely to illustrate. It doesn't, you know, it might be real events that have happened, but that's not necessarily all in that particular week. <laughs> I've had to do the same, and unfortunately, because I, I take on um, clients for resumes and for career coaching and life coaching, I, I the planner ends up looking very colorful, mm. but I pixelate the content so that I can preserve the anonymity of my clients' names. I don't think they'd appreciate their names being thrown about yeah. on Instagram and so on. But so, and I think that would be a good tip to our listeners also. If you are going to share pictures of your planner, we love seeing mm. them. But please include some content so that we can get our heads wrapped around how you're using yeah. it. It, it. Just blank pages. We can, we can go to the store and look at blank pages all day long. What I, what I tend to do is print off um, two or three pages of that particular layout, separate to the one I'm using. And then I just sort of make things up, I suppose, in a way. It doesn't really matter. People do, um, you know, get to sort of get a grip of you know how it can be used what you use the individual boxes or columns for um it reminded me a bit actually of you use the the business uh, insert don't you i think yes i just got that my girlfriend rita mm-hmm. from london sent me a set and my god why aren't these not available so in the united states there is States? a thin column next to the sort of date one with an a at the top isn't there I'm I'm looking now. Stand by, Steve. I'm looking as you're talking. In the monthly one you're talking about? Well, no, the the daily or weekly one. Yeah, yeah. well, they're split up because the dailies have a uh, fold-out that include a monthly layout. That's right, yeah. 
So, so I'm looking at the dailies, and you say that there is an A column. Yeah, there's a little A, a, a narrow column. Yeah, I see that. Right. I so see that, that A column ties into this book. A time, oh, the busy manager's action plan for effective self-management by James Noon. I'm going to want a copy of that. <laughs> and I will send you a link to that. I, I picked it up off Amazon, I think, a little while back. Another one in the must-to-be-read to pile. But that's what that little A column is for. It's an action or sort of an action sort of column or something. It goes into detail, and I have to read through it to remind myself what, what it's for. But that's been carried over, even though um, James Noon's no longer involved with the company. But there you go. So. Mm. I think it's, it's very important to be able to separate tasks from schedules. Mm. And, and many people don't make that distinction. And I think when you're on the planner journey and trying to figure out how to plan, yeah. please make the distinction between things that you have to do and places where you have to be. Two very separate time-space continuum issues here in the planner universe. Yeah. And, and so I know one of the things that I appreciate about the automation nirvana that I set up to me is the equivalent of online banking auto payments. But instead of money, I'm investing in my mental and emotional escrow. Time. And time I'm, rather than money. Yeah, time. Time. But see, because we're in the planner-verse, Steve, it's time-space. Mm. They're inseparable. It's the time-space continuum. You can't set up a time without being in a particular place. And so really what we're talking about is the quantum physics of planning at this point. Because we realize that the more you set up in your planner, the less complicated your, last, your life gets. The people that tend to plan out in the future have less and less to worry about in the present. One of the one so, things that's constantly um pops up that i get asked is do you always keep 12 months worth of inserts in your planner mm. now i know i do certainly people that use in sort of dailies will struggle to get a full 12 months worth in in addition to other stuff that they've got in there now you don't have to keep 12 months worth in there you can use say let's say if you're using dailies only keep say three months worth in Anything longer than that, you could use an undated daily page or sort of have lesser detail on, say, monthly or sort of a year planner. And then as it comes forward, so you've always got, say, the last month and the next three months or something like that. So, and I know of one person in our community that literally religiously every Sunday night puts in another week and takes out a week. So they've always got this sort of moving thing. That is obviously the big advantage of ring bound rather than bound is you can actually home in on just what you're currently carrying is just the essentials, if you like. Yeah, and I love that about my ring planner. Unfortunately, you don't understand the level of obsessiveness I have and what that would traumatize me to what level if I had to remove a portion of my planner <laughs> and know that it's not with me at any given time. That, those are the horror stories of the planner verse, and we're not there yet. <laughs> I can appreciate people that do that, and I understand that we all plan mm. differently, but I think I would lose my mind if you told me that part of my planner was not with me in, in the ringed portion of where it needs to sit. Um, that, yeah, no, no, it just doesn't <laughs> well, compute, does not compute well. It might work uh, I know for the... some people, not all. I know some people that keep daily records of all sorts of, not just plans and tasks and what have you. They keep a lot of personal health um, sort of related information, which, which is very handy if you're trying to 
um, identify allergies and stuff like that sort of thing. Right, and drinking patterns. Yeah, and sleep patterns. Water, we're talking about people. Yeah, here, water. You know, we're drinking water. I have my uh, bottle of water. Yeah. Always. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the ring planners are great for that. And I think um, journaling, though, I find myself doing it more in a bound Yeah, manner. likewise. Um, the last three, four years, I've stuck to a bound uh, daily planner uh, that I use. I just ignore the time segments down the side and just um, write in. The nice thing with that is, of course, at the end of the year, you can just literally tuck it into the um, bookshelf and it's finished for the year. And I, I use fountain pen all the time in that one for, you know, again, for, you know, archival purposes, as it were, really. Um, Come on then, Morton, fess up. Do you, do you use any washi or stickers? No. Oh, God, you've crushed me. I'm, I'm gutted. gutted. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Yeah. So on this planner journey, we can't go out and go to Target and, fill our basket with washi tape and stickers and no no not on this one and then take a visit <laughs> to, later episodes. visit to ikea for that magic trolley thing that everyone seems to have oh yeah <laughs> and, and, and meatballs or meatball shaped stickers <laughs> yeah so so yeah i mean it's it's important to be able to identify the moving bits of your life and track them so that you can leave a legacy it's a lot nicer to be able to hand a planner to someone than say hand your telephone and say here's what I've done for the last year of my life. Yeah. Um, there's just a sense of um, tactile dimension that doesn't exist in the digital world, and I say always, as I've, I've suggested, there's nothing wrong with using digital systems as long as the digital is supplementing the analog and not mm. vice versa. The minute the the digital is the primary element you've lost the game it, it becomes this monster and takes over that's what i found so kareem what's your tip for the week i think the tip that i would leave our listeners with is make a plan write it down make a plan and work on it every single day it's very easy to get caught up in everything that life is throwing at you and one of the things that we discuss in the streamlined life group is to allow uh, order to come into your life by planning, tracking, and designing small and permanent habit changes. You're never going to get the big picture to work immediately. You didn't put your life in the situation it is right now just in a one day. So why are you trying to fix everything in one day? Just make a plan, break it down into small, doable steps, and make sure that you're making permanent habit changes because permanent lifestyle changes come only when you make permanent um, changes to how you're behaving towards your habits. That's the tip that I would leave for our audience. And my thought is a, a fairly simple one, really. There's, there are lots and lots of diary inserts out there, not just sort of the main players. And if you go onto Etsy and put in diary insert, you will see dozens and dozens of them. And you're going to think to yourself, well, which one do I buy? Well, if you can download a sample of a particular insert it might only be a week's worth and of course if it's just a week you can you know white out the dates and what have you and create say three weeks worth of that just to try it out initially then do that or if it's a you know a free download that you can use try using that if it then leads to you going off to buy something, then fine. You know, it might be a slightly different layout, but at least you will have tried out the the sort of style or the 
particular size or whether it's a daily insert or it's a weekly insert that you're going to be using or some people even do two day, two days per page don't they or two pages per day which is quite a lot of paper I, I didn't tell yeah, you but if that. you're tracking a lot that, of daily activities that's if yeah. you're tracking a lot of daily activities then you might need to go to that extreme you know really sort of you know it'll pay you later on um, to, to try out various things because I know when I changed status from sort of working a normal sort of nine-to-five job to being sort of semi-retired I went into a turmoil for about six months trying to find a diary insert and I couldn't realize didn't work out what it was uh, until I tried various things and then I sort of sat down and designed one and with the help of Ray he came up with something that I've been using for the last four or five years so it it, it is worth um, you know, spending a bit of time for maybe two or three weeks, and it doesn't necessarily have to be at the start of the year. You can sort of start this process partway through. Absolutely, don't the wait year. for perfect moments to line up. You know, if you if you wanting to sort of change the format of what you're using, then it's it doesn't matter when when it is. But um, you know, you we all sort of try these things out, and we sort of sort of find sort of planner piece or whatever you want to call it um, somewhere down the, the track as it were and it, it does work out in the end yeah, I'm sure just take time and, you know, we, we all, have to take time right to take, do the planner planning yeah. as Lindsay says take time to actually design how your planner is going to be set up and, and, and give it a go I mean you won't know until you dive in so where can we find you on the you can find me at the streamlinedlife.blogspot.com and you can find me, Steve Morton, at filofaxi.com or travellersnotebooktimes.com. And thank you all for listening. Thank you. See you next time.